Welcome to the Second Is For Everyone podcast. We welcome all people, regardless of race, gender, political party, sexual orientation, or background, to learn about your Second Amendment civil rights and the many facets of firearms ownership. Welcome to episode 69 of the Second Is For Everyone podcast. This is going to be entitled Fight Back. What's going on, Sean? We're back. Yep, we're back. Sorry if you guys missed us. Um, hmm. I'll say yet again, I do not endorse Anchor as a podcast platform. <laughs> I don't care what it says at the end of this recording. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, let's just get right into it. Um, I've done a lot of stuff what, behind the scenes. We do this month in guns, Tony. It's like three weeks since we recorded. Yeah. Okay. Since okay, let's let's talk about uh, what I've done. I've been working behind the scenes to get more and cooler guns sent to the diversity shoot by firearms manufacturers because I think um, tactical Timmies need something to tactically fondle at our diversity shoots. So sometimes, you know, just having piston uh, driven AR isn't enough. So I'm going to start highlighting some of the cooler guns that we're going to get in. And as soon as I get my hot little hands on them, they will be uh, put on IG and I will announce them. But yes, that's what I've been doing behind the scenes. I still been dry firing. um, And uh, that's about, oh, and I've been taking a lot of pictures, but that's about it. That's pretty good. Yep. Well, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so I did four days running a booth at Ion, the world's largest paintball game, uh, with all kinds of gear and stuff to support players there. That's always a good time because it's, it's part like giant paintball game and part giant party. Um, yeah, so it's it's an annual thing that I get to see a lot of friends that are that's that's generally the only time we get to see each other and we hang out. It's it's always good. I don't play anymore, but I run the booth and some of the old heads still know who I am and come by and whatever. So that was cool. Uh, we went on our first real family vacation in quite a while. So I stuck the kids in the ocean and little Sean dragged dragged me along on the, the throw up rides. I did not care for that. <laughs> Yeah, right. it's, it's great hearing him go, I scared the crap out of daddy. He's a big chicken. <laughs> Good. <laughs> That's your job is to get the crap scared out of you for the entertainment of your yes. offspring. Uh, there's been a lot of nerf. <laughs> nice. Which has been good in, in a lot of ways because one, it's it's giving him some of those safety fundamentals. And yes, we point him at people and we shoot people with it, but he understands the difference between a toy gun and a real gun. And some of the rules are you have to wear your eye protection. You're not allowed to point it at people unless we're playing, right? He's just shooting his target in the house. He's not allowed to point it at anybody. Um, You only shoot it at people who are actually playing with you. So if Sean and daddy are playing and mommy's not, you don't get to shoot mommy. So all of those, those things are coming into play. Um, and when he screws up, he gets punished. You know, and he's, he's made a couple of missteps and errors and done things that he's, he knows he shouldn't do, and there's been consequences for that. So it's been great as a, a parenting tool, too, because 
now I have something he really likes that I can take away when he misbehaves. Yep. It's a a great carrot. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you want to play Nerf this weekend? Well, you better be on your best behavior because if you don't. Yeah. (laughs) You want to play Nerf this weekend? You better get an imbalanced daddy's checkbook. <laughs> uh, last night I got home from work pretty late and woke his little butt up because uh he decided that it was a good idea to pick a hole in the bathroom wall. So he learned to spackle last night at eleven o'clock. Okay. There you go. And he will learn to sand and paint tomorrow. And uh yeah, he lost nerve for several days because of that one. So again, it's a good parenting tool that he's got something he really enjoys that I can use to, to kind of control and modify his behavior. So it's it's been a lot of fun. The other thing I did was uh, I took a lunch break the other day and I happened to be up near Gun for Hire and met Ray DeJour over there and we did a little Wheel Gun Wednesday. We rented one of the revolvers from Gun for Hire and shot that and if you want I can send you pictures of our targets that Ray does not want released to the public. <laughs> Mine were way better than his. <laughs> and you know, you know, the kind of sense of humor Ray's got, he's like, Oh, come on. You got to shoot. You got to shoot. We're always shooting the diversity shoot. We're always doing, you know, the, the Minuteman challenge. We get to do all this fun stuff. You never get to shoot. And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, you know, I don't, I don't want you shooting anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, around me cheated anymore i've seen enough of that and i don't need to see anymore it's just funny because i think people think i don't or or, yo we don't practice or we don't dry fire or we don't apply the principles that we teach to people yeah it's it's a weird thing so like you know people go to the gym and they have to post it on instagram and people eat food and they have to post pictures of their food on instagram and people train with firearms and have to post pictures of it on instagram like you and I post a lot of stuff on Instagram. There's a lot of stuff that the internet never sees. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what surprises people is, yeah, you know, and we had it happen in one of the Miniman challenges. Uh, who was it? One of the, we're going back over a year at this point. Uh, one of the guys was like, oh, well, if it's so easy, let's see you do it. And I picked up his gun that I had never fired before, ran a clean run and beat his time. <laughs> and I handed him his gun back and he was like, dude, what was that? And I went, there's a reason I run this. <laughs> uh, it's, it's just funny, dude. <clears throat> I'm not saying I could walk into like an IDPA competition and smoke everybody, right? Stay mm-hmm. humble, stay real about it. Um, I am not the greatest shooter in the world. I am competent. I, I do this on a regular basis. I teach class every Tuesday night. I dry fire every day, right? Using the cert laser trainer. I do a lot of firearms manipulation practice at home. I do a ton of things that build those skills. Um, And to that extent, I have the skills that come with doing those exercises. It's kind of like physical fitness. When you work out every day, you look like you work out every day. I don't even know what you're talking about. You just started speaking another language. You were speaking in (laughs) tongues. Well, let me me use a wine metaphor. (laughs) Nice. No, Um, it's not. I I understand (laughs) And it's funny because people can, if they watch me do live videos sometimes when I'm doing podcasts, um, you can see me in some of them dry firing or using my laser cert pistol 
because we're just talking. We're on air and we're, you know, having a conversation. And I'm like, well, my laser sword pistol is right here because, wow, um, I keep it beside me. And it's in my holster and I point at screw heads or tacks and I just work my trigger control in my sight picture. Yep. All the time. <laughs> it's like, why? Because it's fun. It's really cool. I mean, heck, I always wanted one of these as a kid. Now as an adult, I have one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just that simple. And that's it actually, the thing, right? Like, like you got it. Like, wow, someday I'm going to have all that. Now you're sitting all this pile of cool stuff and you're like, wow, I'm physically a grown up, but I got all the toys I wanted as a kid. All of them. <laughs> and it's so cool. So, um, and the cool thing is even more for me is introducing other people to this in a way that if they're comfortable with it, hey, they can jump on board and roll too. And if it just slakes a curiosity that they had, at least they learned it in a positive, safe, inclusive manner. Not, Absolutely. hey, here's a three-inch slug and I'll give it to you in a single shot shotgun or 10 gauge or it just. What kind of cruel monster would do that to someone? <laughs> what? <laughs> Curly Q mustache that wakes his kid up in the middle of the night to spackle. Yeah, yeah, probably. Jerk. <laughs> but anyway. He's the worst. He's the worst. This is. I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I hate that guy. That's why I sleep with his wife. What? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we're talking about Sean and we're talking about Sean sleeping with his own wife for people that don't get it. I do it. I do it as revenge because I hate me. Yeah, I don't like me. So I sleep with my wife. Um, that'll teach me. Oh, and one more thing I did that I'll probably tell you at the end of the show also, but, um, Yankee Marshall reached out to me and did a collaboration with us that he's going to give Patreon of ours, the second is for everyone podcast, that's $20 and above, he's going to give one of those guys a firearm. So if you joined in August, or if you're already a $20 and above patron, come September, you're going to get a little call from your FFL, one of you. So please join today. Yeah, 20 bucks. 20 bucks and there's not that many <laughs> like you have, <laughs> you have like a one in 30. right now it's like one in 14 yeah it's it's something like that it's not even like a big number it's not bigly it's not huge so you have a better chance of winning with us or excuse me not even winning receiving something with us as opposed to almost any other contest or giveaway or anything else out there and it's a season may the odds be ever in your favor it's a it's a CCP tent, so it's not like it's something crappy, <clears throat> like a yeet cannon. But you know, jealous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, compared to a P ten, yeah, yeet cannon is uh, you, not. You're just jealous because I'm living that yeet life. Yeah, I am. I'm just angry because it takes me months to get a pistol purchase permit, and then I go, "All right, do I want to take three months out of my life?" And haggling with my PD to get a yeet can. <laughs> Part of me goes, yeah. Because I'm definitely getting the new yes. one. Yes. As a matter <laughs> of fact, I do. Because <laughs> I'm definitely getting the new one. The YC9. 
Tony's referring to the picture I posted on Instagram of me holding the Yeet Cannon G1, uh, which is not mine. Mm-hmm. I was I was at a friend's house. He got one. I was like, Ooh. Yeah, but click, the- click. This will piss Tony off. Uh-huh. <laughs> you got to love we use our Instagram to annoy each other. At- <laughs> <laughs> I remember going up to the Great American Outdoor Show with the photo. Oh God! That the was... back and forth that went on with that one was magical. Ah, uh, two two more rocks. Uh, that's the fun part. Um, Wrap this segment up and let's get going. Let's get going into the next part, which is legislation. So I'll see you guys in two and two. An amazing opportunity has come up for the diversity shoot and our patrons. The Yankee Marshal of YouTube fame has committed to purchasing a CZP10 for one of our $20 and above patrons. Visit patreon.com, go to the second is for everyone podcast and become a $20 and up patron during the month of August or already be one. One of you will be receiving a CZP10 after our August payment is received from Patreon. This is a great opportunity for someone, and it will help us with our mission to destroy the negative stereotypes of gun owners and to grow the community while spreading the culture. Please help us grow while creating an opportunity for yourself. Visit patreon.com slash the second is for everyone podcast or Visit diversityshoot.com and click our Patreon link. Thank you very much for your time. Welcome. Well, to- connecting well today. Uh, see, see, I didn't even want to say anything because it's going to jinx it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to episode 69. Uh, fight back. We're going into legislation. <clears throat> we would be remiss in this show without talking about the recent shootings that we've had happened in the country, uh, mass shootings, if you want to call them that. Are you talking about the 72 people shot, the 16 people injured in Chicago over the weekend? No, and neither am I talking about uh, the shooting that happened in Memphis at the Walmart, or am I talking about the shooting that happened in Mississippi at the Walmart there, for some bizarre reason, those have happened since July 31st, and you have not heard about them. But you've heard about El Paso and Dayton. I'm not going to throw all conspiracy theories out there or anything like that, mainly because I don't have any. But I do want people to understand. There's a purpose behind you're hearing what you're hearing. There's a narrative that's being pushed and you're not going to know about it. <clears throat> Excuse me. You're going to know about it only because the media wants you to know about it. Why didn't they tell you about the shooting in Mississippi? I stumbled across that by mistake this morning. Why didn't they tell you about the shooting at the Walmart in Memphis yet again? My wife told me about that one, and that happened last night. Still is not making the news. There's an agenda afoot. Yeah to push this legislation that's coming and people who would surprise some are all for some of this legislation that's coming. What's one-eyed Jack's name again? Uh, Dan Crenshaw. Yeah. Dan Crenshaw. 
uh, turned out to be just another legislator, just another politician talking about red flag laws or the new, what was it? What, what's that one called? The tap law? Yeah, the taps law. I, yeah. Listen, he, he screwed up royal with that one because his constituents are not the type to tolerate that. I'm waiting for follow-up from him. I haven't seen anything. Oh, but well, I have a feeling he's going to get so much pushback on that from from his voting block. The people that put him in office are not having it. Well, he was uh, he posted three minutes of audio explaining what the TAPS Act was, saying it's not like other red flag laws, except it's not like other red flag laws. It's even more vague than other red flag laws. Yeah. So it gives them more leeway. Pretty much all it does is cut a check and let them run amok. So amok, amok, amok. Nice. <laughs> um, so I'll go ahead and, and, and throw this out there. And this is my feelings about all red flag laws that I've seen so far. The red flag laws are under this, in my opinion, misconception that a person is so dangerous that you must, without any due process, immediately go to their home and take all of their firearms out of their possession because they're dangerous to themselves. Well, Tony, no, no, no. Let's, 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 let's broaden that language because they like being vague. You go to their home and without due process, seize their property. Yeah. Oh, there's a reason I'm saying go after their firearms and then leave. Right. Right. So you left a person who's very dangerous, maybe vengeful, hate-filled, or depressed, and you took their firearms away, as if they have no way other than a firearm to carry out whatever murder and mayhem they plan on carrying out. You didn't take their vehicle, which they can run over people. You didn't take their knives. You didn't take the chainsaw, axes. You didn't take gasoline. You didn't take pressure mass. cooker. You didn't take any of that. You took a firearm. So it's not about keeping people safe. It's about a gun grab. Oh, well, it saved my, because I was on a podcast last night, and it actually saved someone's life, a friend's life, uh, of someone I was on a podcast with. And I'm like, okay, that one person's life got saved, and that person's close to you, and you know them. You know who else had someone close to them in that person's life? The guy in Maryland who got shot in the face when the cops came to his house to take his gun. And you go, well, that guy reached for his gun. You mean the guy decided that he wasn't going to allow his property to be taken by the state? As gun owners, you're going to have to start making a choice when these laws get passed, whether you can comply with the law or not comply with the law. Now, I sat in Trenton. Understand every red flag law is different in every state. I'm in Trenton. I'm listening to them pass our red flag laws here in New Jersey. They broaden the aspect of the number of people that can turn you in <clears throat> because you're a hazard to yourself or you said something they consider threatening. So now it includes anybody, including people that aren't but they work in the medical profession building. <laughs> so the candy striper, the person taking the garbage out of your room, if they think they overheard something, 
they can report you. School teachers, administrators, custodians. It's just becoming more and more someone can turn you in and take away your rights and also put your life in danger. Why? Because the police know you have firearms. And people are vindictive, right? And they will do this, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're, we, we've seen it. When they first put this out in New Jersey, someone posted on Twitter, I can't wait for this law to get passed. I'm going to report everyone I know who owns firearms. Now, they've done nothing wrong, but she was, was already planning to weaponize that law against people who have done nothing wrong because she doesn't like firearms, period. Based on her irrational opinion, she was going to get other people legally jammed up. And this isn't free, by the way. It's not like, oh, well, you're required to appear and we just have a conversation. No, you're going to have to hire a lawyer. This is a court proceeding. It's not the sort of thing you want to do alone. How much does that cost? Cheap. In New Jersey, they can keep your guns up to a year. You know they'll keep them longer. In California, this week, or excuse me, I guess a couple of weeks ago at this point, I wrote some of these notes out prior to our disappearance. Um, they want to extend the time they can keep your firearms up to five years. They can keep your And this property. is the one I keep throwing out that nobody wants to answer from the other side. If a woman is a victim of domestic violence and has a firearm to protect herself and her estranged partner decides he wants to murder her, the best way to disarm her is to file one of these extreme risk protection orders, which anyone can file. Her guns will be taken from her. And then he's got at least a couple of days to go commit heinous acts against this woman. And the system that's supposed to protect her is weaponized against her and is the very thing that disarms her to make her a victim so that the abuser can attack her with impunity. So again, let's go into this. You say this red flag law is there to save lives, but you only took one means to take a life, which is a firearm. So thereby you didn't make anyone safer. You just made them safer from being shot with those particular firearms. But what you did do was set up a bunch of people to have their property taken away, have their lives enter, have interaction with law enforcement. However, those particular law enforcement officers deal with armed civilians. And I'm telling you, some don't like the idea of armed citizens. Philando Castile. Yes. And, And they come with way more attitudes than necessary that could end badly for everyone involved. Because understand, for every law, what you're saying is an armed person with a badge and a gun is now showing up in your life. Congratulations. That can end any way the person with the badge and the gun wants it to end. Oh, you're anti-cop. No, I'm real life because we can give you names of people that are dead because of mistakes made by law enforcement because guess what they're human and people make mistakes people have attitudes people have prejudices and biases and that's alive and well in the police force too and then throw on top of my cold dead hands molon labe don't tread on me don't tase me bro and whatever else 
the gun owner who just had random phone call made how he reacts or she reacts. And then, yeah, the domestic violence victim, the family that's a victim of a stalker, all can be disarmed with one phone call because it's a red flag law. You act as if people just won't enforce it, period. Especially if someone wants their name in the paper, as we've seen with prosecutors all over. So <clears throat> that's my thing about red flag laws and why we need to fight them and why we need to fight all of this legislation. Also, I want to throw out the disingenuousness of the media telling ball faced lies almost to the point it's anger inducing. Uh, the BBC put out their oh. little chart and people laugh about it, but I'm like, no, they put that out the first two days. So it's now fact. It is out there that somehow a semi-automatic AR-15 military type assault weapon fires 1,200 rounds a minute. And then they took it down, but it was up for 48 hours. So now it's fact. That didn't I happen. love how they, they use a number that Jerry Michelek can't achieve. How's this? I Literally have... the Guinness World Record holder for the fastest shooter on the planet. Cannot fire that gun that fast. But they put that up there and people go, yup, yup, yup. Well, they saw it on the news and the news won't lie because you're a child. Right. <laughs> and, and, and I'm at the point of some things I'm over caring about your feelings. If you don't possess the ability to critically think, and yet you still want to take my rights away because of something you saw on television, I'm pointing that out. I'm done with it. After your feelings, that's stupid, and you could look into it on your own and find out it's a lie, but you refuse to. I have a problem with that. Because again, taking away people's rights that others fought and died for. So I saw that this 1,200 rounds a minute with an AR. Then I saw another one at 600 rounds a minute. With an AR. I don't know the difference between the two in that description because I can't think of it right now. 10 but rounds sitting, a second. That's, that's pretty quick. Yeah, so I'm sitting here with my green book of knowledge. If you were in the Marine Corps, you know exactly what it is. And uh, it, it's hilarious because an M16, A2, cyclic rate of fire. 800 rounds a minute, and it has three-round burst. The average rate of fire is 10 to 12 rounds a minute. The sustained rate of fire is 12 to 15 rounds a minute. But the BBC says. <laughs> yep. All right, so this is the legislation. This is why we need to fight the legislation because it's never going to stop with the thing they say it's going to stop with. It always is far-reaching. They write legislation to be vague so they can be far-reaching. And, and that's just the way it is with these people. There's something else I got I to gotta wonder. If, you, if my AR can shoot 1,200 rounds a minute, where do I get a chest rig big enough to carry 1,200 rounds worth of magazines? You need a Sherpa. You, you need a gun Sherpa that just follows you <laughs> and just hands you mags. Here you go, boss. 
Here you go, boss. As you're screaming. Mag boy. Oh, mag boy. Yes. <laughs> mag boy. Need a caddy <laughs> leg in golf. Mm-hmm. Were, were you doing that thing from Caddyshack? Was that who you were trying to sound like? Nice. Nice. Okay. All right, guys. Um, that's why I'm against legislation. I think I've said it almost every show, but sometimes you really have to just put it out there and explain the why. We're going to come back. What are we going to be talking about? I guess I could do a mad minute <laughs> as if this wasn't one. So I'll talk to you in a second. Well, if you weren't mad before, you are now. <laughs> right. KnifeRights.org. KnifeRights is a new sponsor of the Second is for Everyone podcast. I was introduced to them by Anthony Calandro, owner of Gun for Hire Range, host of Gun for Hire Radio, and NRA board member. Anthony introduced us at the 2019 annual meeting, and that's where I learned that Knife Rights is a Second Amendment rights group that fights bad knife laws around the country. Currently, they're fighting New York City's unfair law on gravity knives. Um, They have over 30 pro-knife bills that have been enacted in 21 states, and they have stopped eight anti-knife bills in six states. Visit KnifeRights.org. Check out the Ultimate Steel Spectacular. You can get your membership and chance to win over $150,000 in prizes. Visit KnifeRights.org to learn more. Welcome back to episode 69, Fight Back. Woo, we about to go into the mad minute. <laughs> One of the reasons I take notes and write show notes is because when it comes to things like mad minute, I try to keep it on point. And today I just want to run again, amok, 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 all over the place. But I'm going to try to keep it focused on our own community and gun owners that want to compromise. Every time one of these incidents happens, in the gun community, in the firearms forums, in the gun culture, whatever you want to call it. We have gun owners going, listen, we just have to meet them halfway. We have to do something. We, we, we have to shut up. Shut up, you crying baby. You know nothing. Yeah, I told you, I'm, I'm tired of this at this point. I've, I've heard this for days. I'm tired of it. The government cannot keep you safe. The government has not been able to stop the first mass shooting. They didn't stop these mass shootings, and they won't stop the next mass shooting. But what they're doing is telling you to panic, telling you you are helpless, telling you without them, this will happen all the time. Well, guess what, baby? With them, it's happening. They're trying to convince you to be helpless. That's a lie. Few things. One, these are happening, shootings are happening all over the place, especially in large cities with gang problems. Let's get that right. It seems that if it affects them and plays into their narrative that they tell you about it, you're not, and there's nothing you need to do to give up your civil rights. You, you are willing to compromise your ability to stop a mass shooting by you physically being able to stop it with a firearm of your own, with training of your own. You're willing to give that away to government agents that will not be there to stop this from happening. There is no compromise. Why? Because uh, the stated goals of the anti 
gun forces is complete civilian disarmament. That's why they can't be a compromise. They use these incidents. They use a murder to convince you you should give up your rights because you'll somehow be safer. How? No one needs, well, hold on, pump the brakes. It makes no difference if my AR-15 fires 20 rounds a minute, 200 rounds a minute, or 2,000 rounds a minute. I'm not going to commit any crimes with it. But let me explain. If people come in my house to hurt me and mine, I want my AR-15 to launch the biggest bullet, the hardest hitting bullet, and the most bullets that can come out of that thing to stop the people that are trying to hurt me and mine. So how dare you tell me what I need to have or what I should have? And definitely you're not telling me I should compromise any of that away to make someone feel better about something they can't stop in the, the government can't stop in the first place. Don't buy into the BS. Don't buy into the okie doke. You are not helpless. You do have the ability to resist that. Do not give away your rights that were fought for and died for by others well before you. Don't give away your rights for the false feeling, the illusion of safety and security, because it's a lie. Oh, yeah. And hashtag know your history. Know how much you've already given up before you start talking about compromise. That was the mad took me to say that. Get over it. <laughs> hey, Sean. Did I lose you? Oh, well, that was awesome. Sean wasn't here for it. He missed an awesome mad minute. So, anyway. Yeah, I'm here. Where are you at, bro? I'm right here. <laughs> I don't know why, why the microphone wasn't picking up, but thanks, Anchor. <laughs> I was like, nope, I am not hanging this up, dude, because I can't get that fire going again. And, yeah, I bounced no, the place. The whole thing is there's a lot of layers there, right? Understand that all this started in, what, 1920? In the 1920s. Uh, yeah. The Roaring 20s, that was the excuse they used. All the gangsters and, and the use of uh, Tommy guns back then. So they had to come up with the NFA to stop gangsters from using machine guns. How'd that work out? And again, understand the reason there were gangsters using machine guns was, well, the government banned alcohol <laughs> created a black market the black market has to be enforced by enforcers competing in that same black market where there are no rules so the government and now we want we want to put prohibition on guns is what could possibly go wrong <laughs> the government created a problem and then they created another problem but listen they can solve it by taking your rights away Yeah, so that's what this is about. Um, I wanted to put that out there like I did because you're not helpless. You are not helpless. And that's what the press keeps pushing. Tell me this, though, fair listener. How come not one news source has talked about medical training at all? 
not one. And it's reason. Again, they want you to feel helpless. Understand, during an active shooter situation, regardless if dude left or not, the police aren't coming in the building until it's been secured. And they're not allowing, excuse me, the police are coming in the building, secure it, but they won't allow EMS in until it's secured. And the police are not going to be rendering first aid to anybody. What they're going to be looking for is the active shooter. So if you have the ability to stop yourself, a loved one, or even anyone else from bleeding out, you should get that training and you should be able to do that just as a good citizen and a good human being. That makes you not helpless. And that's regardless of your stand on gun control or not, you can still help people. And not just doing active shooter scenarios, car accidents, incidents at work, occupational hazards and accidents. Learning first aid is a useful skill and somehow they don't tell you anything about it in any newscast at all, they just want you to think you're helpless. In those states you can carry, why don't you? If you really feel this is a real threat and this is happening all over the place, get training, carry a firearm at all times. If you're one of those people that believe it happens and you don't care what the law is, get training. And if you choose to, carry a firearm at all times. I'm not going to act as if I didn't do it for the first two years I lived in New Jersey. I carried a 1911 totally illegally in 45 AARP. <laughs> but now I'm old. <laughs> I'm not a 20-something, early 20-something dude that goes, yeah, four years in prison is four years in prison. Now I'm almost 50. <laughs> four years in prison is like dog years. That's like 12 years in prison for me at this point. <laughs> In your 20s, you're like, four years in prison, I'll be out before I'm 30. Whatever. <laughs> At that point, four years in prison, yeah, I would, I would have been out by the time I hit my mid-20s. I'm like, all right, it's cool. Now I'm like, dude, medical care in prison sucks. <laughs> I have pneumonia. Air's trying to kill me at this point. Heck no, I ain't going to jail. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, dude, it just annoys me that they're trying to play this whole role. You can defend yourself. You can have the ability. You can learn it. The best option is to defend yourself. Yes. Never. Right? Because you're already there. You're not waiting for someone to come rescue you. You are your own first responder. That's almost always the case. I don't care how many friends you have or cops. Listen, actually, I like if you have some friends that are police officers. Ask them how many sexual assaults have they themselves stopped personally. How many murders have they themselves stopped before they could happen, you know, in the act of? Because it's very few. Because they can't be everywhere. They're not supermen. They're not clairvoyant. And they can't do that. You have to pay attention. And, and here's the thing. You're not helpless because you do it every day already. <laughs> you leave the house. It doesn't burn down behind you. You know, uh, you lock the doors up, you get the kids in the car, buckle them up and take them wherever you have have to go. Do whatever you do all day and you get everybody home safely every day. You have the ability to do it because you do it. Don't buy into the narrative they're trying to push that you're just helpless against this. As Americans, we faced far worse 
1941 to 1942, Japan attacked Pearl Harbor and then rolled up almost every nation in the Pacific. We got through that. 9-11 happened. They took down gigantic buildings in New York by flying planes into using things that no one thought could be weaponized, except Tom Clancy, and blowing up buildings with them. And we got through that. You will get through needy, evil, psychotic douchebags to attack civilians. You'll get through this. It is not a nationwide panic, no matter how hard they try. They want you to panic so you can give away your rights and still not be any safer. Can, can we touch on that for a second, too? Everybody thinks they, because they live in suburbia, the world is a safe place. The world is not a safe place. Your little gated community with your groom blonde and the neighbors who wave at you every morning while they get their newspaper in their towel, that is not the real world. That is an anomaly. The reality is most of the world is in turmoil at some point or another. Harden up and be prepared to live in the real world. It's great. Suburbia is great, right? Proud member is suburbia. <laughs> I, wa- I waved him. I had a conversation with my neighbor this morning before I left. It was beautiful. He's great. He was out there with his chainsaw trimming a tree. I mean, it's like something out of a comic book. It was perfect. But the reality is most of the world does not get to live like that. Most of the world does not have the creature comforts that you have. Keep in mind, if you sleep in a bed, you are wealthier than 80% of the planet. Think about that for a second. Think about the warfare that goes on around the world. And as soon as somebody does something bad, and I'm sorry, I, I know these are tragedies. A single life is one too many. But when you look at genocide, when you look at warfare, when you look at the horrors that go on on this planet on a grand scale, we've got it pretty easy. And we're crying and complaining and want to outsource our public safety to somebody else because it's too hard. No, you got to fight to live every day. As, how, as a security professional, uh, I'll throw out that blanket statement. As a security professional who's been doing this for a quarter of a century, your suburbia is an illusion too. I've been there. I'm the dude that you call when the house gets broken into, that the police write up the report as vandalism instead of breaking and entering. I'm the person that to protect to your to property you. values because if there's exactly. been break-ins, the value goes down, but a little vandalism mm-hmm. doesn't hurt your property values as much. When Dr. Smith's son goes on the robin spree of the five and six houses and break-ins in your really nice neighborhood to feed his heroin addiction, I'm the dude that goes out, repairs those kicked-in doors, puts new locks on it, but you don't hear about it because mom's the word. When the guy down the street beats the ever-loving crap out of his wife and kids and I have to go and change the locks, yeah, that's me that's doing that. Yeah, so your suburbia is also a lie. That safety is just your ignorance. It happens everywhere. Best of neighborhoods. When I'm in a neighborhood that property values are $50,000 a year. 
and I have to change the locks because of a B&E or breaking and entering, it can happen anywhere. When I'm in a very exclusive neighborhood and both homeowners are in rehab because they're on drugs and or alcohol and someone OD'd at their home, that happened in suburbia too. So yeah, all that is an illusion. Life is great. Life is wonderful. I love America. I love this country. But you do have to harden up. You do have to take some personal responsibility. Safety can't be outsourced. You have to be aware. You have to have the ability to protect you and yours. This ain't nirvana. Understand, you're gonna, you're gonna have to go through some bumps in life. You don't get to live 90 years without getting so much as a hangnail and never getting your hands dirty. <laughs> all right. Again, we're not doing this to tell you, oh, all is lost. We're doing this to tell you, you have the ability to learn the skills to make you and your life safer for you and your family. That's what we're telling you. The complete opposite of the media narrative. So we're going to come back with gear whore, and we're going to talk about some of the things that you can use to help yourself get better at those skills. We'll be back. We're back with episode 69, Fight Back, and we're into gear whore. So, one of the things of fighting back or not being useless or whatever you want to call it, not being helpless, I'm sorry, not useless, helpless, is the ability to be able to treat wounds, injuries. So we're going to talk about tourniquets and um, how to get them, where to get them, what kind to get, and what they do. Um, so Sean and I have hosted medical training. And we've taken that medical training ourselves. And one of the things they talk about is tourniquets and how you use them to stop massive blood from limbs. Um, and it, I think it's one of the more important things. And that, if you're like me, old school dude that went through medical training like 20 years ago, 30 years ago, tourniquets were the last thing they told you to put on. Like, yeah, don't, the tourniquet is the last option. Well, that's changed, and that's why it's important to get regular or at least updated training, because now it's one of the first things you do. Um, and Sean, give me a quick rundown on, because I keep forgetting the names, and I know what I have in my bag. <laughs> what what do you carry? Uh, the the primary one that that I always recommend is the Cat T, and that that comes from Dr. Brent Schoenfeld uh, and his recommendation. Right. There's there's a couple that have been approved by TCCC, and that is not the course tactical combat casualty care, but it's the board that determines uh, what is approved for use in those courses and for use by the military and all those things. Um, so you've got a TCCC board as well as a TCCC course. Right. But the TCCC board is very selective about which tourniquets uh, they approve. And there's a third one that just got added, but the two that are, are primarily recognized are the cat T from North American rescue, the soft T, which works the same way, but has a metal bail instead of a plastic one. 
and I've never like with all the, the stuff we've done, I've never broken one of the classic ones, but it's a slightly different system. I I'm not familiar with the third one that was just added recently. What I can tell you is the one that's not on their approved list is the rats tourniquet. So, uh, let's, let's just skip the rats, but the cat tea is the one that I sell through black bag resources. They're about $33, something like that. Not terribly expensive. Um, one of the recommendations Doc made was to not get them from Amazon unless you're sure of the source because there are knockoffs out there that will fail. Um, and you certainly don't want that. They also need to be replaced every six months because the material degrades, whatever. I, I replace mine annually because it's less likely that I'm going to use mine for the most part. It's it's okay to, to stretch it that far, but every year you need to get a new one and just trash the old one. The upside is you take the old one, you spray paint the bale orange, and now it's a training tourniquet that you can practice with. But, yeah, the, the tourniquet is, is pretty easy to apply. It goes on limbs, never around your neck. Um, and the purpose of a tourniquet is occlusion. You want to stop the blood flow into that limb that's losing so much blood, right? Um, in the course, Doc talks about audible bleeding. So when it's it's enough blood that you can actually hear it hitting the ground, that's when you need to apply the tourniquet. Uh, before that, it's probably not as serious, and just compression and wrapping it and absorbing it, it, you'll get it to clot on its own. But when you're losing so much blood that you can hear it hitting the ground, that's when that tourniquet needs to go on. Yeah, we're going to just talk about the tourniquet this time because there are other things in a med kit that you can carry. Um, some stuff, look, get training on whatever you carry. All right. Outside of the ouchy kit, you know what I mean, with the band-aids and, 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 and aspirin and things like that, um, get some training, but get good gear. Now, I just saw uh, John Correa in Active Self-Protection. He also recently, I think yesterday, um, talked about carrying a med kit and said over and over again, do not buy your tourniquets on Amazon because there are just so many counterfeits on there that yeah. the last thing you want to do with, is, with a piece of emergency medical equipment is to find out you got a piece of lookalike garbage that doesn't hold up to even being applied. So please don't go to Amazon to use your Prime account to get it in a day or to save a few dollars. Just go to the source where you can buy them. That would just be better and safer for you and yours. Um, which, which one is, oh, the SWAT T, right? That's the one that's a giant inner tube. Yeah, it looks like a big elastic band, almost like a, a workout mm -hmm. band. Um, Again, don't know what you're talking about, workout band. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like four inches wide. It's a it's a big piece of rubber. It's got markings on it so that you can wrap it. It has to be stretched and then tucked in place. That one's a little harder to use one handed, um, and also difficult to get the blood flow to completely stop. But right, because it it requires two hands. You can, you can do it one-handed, but it's going to take a lot more practice and under stress and bleeding and everything else to be much harder to apply. Uh, if you are law enforcement and listening to this, that may be a good one for you because it's great for canines. You can wrap them. You can also make a muzzle out of it before you go to work on the handler. 
that's one of the things Doc always preaches when, when we talk about the SWAT T. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and my attitude is I've got one in my kit, not necessarily to use as a tourniquet, but to use as a compression dressing if I need to. If I need to apply the quick clot, apply the gauze on top of it, wrap that, then I can wrap that around the actual wound and make sure that's applying the pressure and I don't have to hold the wound. Right. So it's a, it's, it's another way to get pressure on that wound. And then for the actual occlusion part of it to stop bleeding, I'm going to put the CAT T above the wound and shut it down that way. If it's necessary. That's why I bring it up the SWAT T not as tourniquet use, but as a uh, compression, um, <clears throat> to hold stuff in place. And they also have the SWAT T in rescue orange now. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I'm on their website, SWAT-T.com. Um <laughs> I, I just find it. Yeah, there's there's a couple of them out there that look like, you know, giant zip ties. Again, when they when they test these things, they do like a sonogram, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and you can actually visually see the blood flow and they measure all that stuff. And it's not just, you know, can I find a pulse? That, that's a pretty good, pretty good test to do on your own to make sure you've got the tourniquet tight enough. Um, but yeah, they, they, they put some deep science into these things. And if you can't completely shut down the blood flow, then it doesn't get approved. Um, and there, there are manufacturers out there that, that fail that test. Yeah. You know, they'll, they'll make arguments. Oh, well, this works on smaller limbs or this works on pets and children and this and that. Cat T will work on, on all the way down to like a two inch limb. You can, you can tighten that thing down to next to nothing and still get the blood flow shut off. I've seen video of a, a law enforcement officer applying one to a baby, right? We're talking like a six, seven month old baby. She was little, little, and he got that blood flow shut off on her little limb. So I'm confident he can do it. Yeah. I, and the reason we're telling you just about this one aspect is because really I'm, I'm trying to get it out there. You're not helpless. There, there's stuff out there for you to not feel helpless because that's what they're pushing you to feel right now on the national media and on a national level with the politicians. And that's what I don't want you guys to be is helpless. There are ways to do this. There are ways to make yourself into an asset. We talk about that a lot. And this is a way because why I've used my emergency medical training way more than I've ever used a firearm in any way whatsoever for protection. Yeah, I've, I've had to pull my first aid kit, like, for real, way more times than I've had to pull my gun. Yeah. Way more. <laughs> and, and that's all we're trying to tell you. That is, is, again, you'll be an asset. You'll be helping people. You'll be able to help yourself, and you'll have that confidence. Because this is not some voodoo that will blow your mind and you have to be an EMT to perform first aid. No, you, you can do this. <laughs> I mean, the first time I did this particular like blood flow stopping treat for shock, I was still in high school. It was a car accident. I was still in high school when I helped out a lady who got into a car wreck. Um, my mom dropped me off. And then, of course, she had to go find somewhere to make a phone call to call the ambulance to have them come out to us. Because that was back in the day before they were cell phones and before everyone had a phone in their home. 
make jokes about the old man if you want. (laughs) 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 When dinosaurs ruled the earth. Now, see, that's just ridiculous. The dinosaur would have eaten her because she was bleeding a lot. Yeah, so I was looking up free courses online. But that's 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 why you were there. You're probably, oh, this lady will make good dino bait. <laughs> I can get a dinosaur and do some T-Rex ribs later. Hey, don't don't sleep on brontosaurus ribs, dog. <laughs> <laughs> they were easy to catch in T-Rexes. T-Rexes had those little arms and those big heads. Not a lot of meat on them. <laughs> You're going to love my... You're going to love you're gonna love my brontosaurus rib rub. Yeah, but that would do. <laughs> Smoke fire. Ah. <laughs> so silly. Why can't we ever be serious about anything? Well, why be serious? The, this is a serious topic, but there's no reason to be morbid about it. Look, you can save a life. This is a thing you use. Hey, you guys selling a black bag? I have no idea. I do. Nope. Yeah, the, the cat tea is available through Black Bag Resources. It is sourced through a wholesaler that works directly with North American Rescue. So you're getting the genuine article, not a cheap Chinese knockoff that is is going to fail you. They're legit. So, Hey, do, do you sell yep. those things from uh, High Speed Daddy Gear too? High Speed, I sell everything from High Speed Daddy. Oh. Backpacks, first aid pouches. That's what I was getting at, the first um, aid pouch. So yeah. somebody comes to you and go, hey, Sean, I want to build a first aid pot, pack kit. You can sell them the pouch. Yep. You can sell them the, the gear for it. The tourniquet. Okay. All the little bits and pieces that go into it. Yep. All right. So now you know. Blackbagresources.com for your first aid kit needs. And you should have one for your vehicle. So it's in your vehicle. Right? Yep. You should have one for the house. Definitely one for the house, and that should be the biggest one because that's where the, the bulk of your stuff is going to be. Um, you need one in your bug out bag. If you go camping, hiking, do anything outdoorsy, you need one there. Uh, you should certainly have a tourniquet with your range gear because even if you can be trusted, sometimes there's another idiot on the range who shouldn't be, and uh, accidents can happen. So. Yeah, it's it's good to have your kit with with that stuff. And I I I don't know that I've done it as much in the last couple of courses because most of the people there have been to things before. Mm-hmm. But I think everybody knows I've got my kit attached to my bag, which is in the car right there because I park right next to the range. So um, that's that's always handy just in case of an emergency. And I think everybody knows that. But yeah. now for me. <clears throat> Because it comes out to how much money am I going to spend on all this stuff? And I got it. But some of the cheaper things, I mean, I, the SWAT tee costs less. It could be used as a compression bandage. You, it's hard to use on yourself, and it doesn't stop the flow of blood 100% every time, even if you use it on someone else. But it can be used as a compression bandage. It doesn't cost a lot of money. And you can have that sucker at work in your desk. I know some tactical dudes and some others carry a first aid kit, tourniquet and all that stuff around their ankle or on them at all times. Yeah, I can't do that and I won't do that. The ankle kits have gotten real popular. I like the concept. I haven't had a chance to try one myself. Yeah. Um, but it's something that interests me. And it's just it's another way to carry a few more things. 
and make sure you have it on your person, right? That's, that's probably where I'm remiss is that it's attached to my bag and my bag isn't always on my back. So I may have to, if something cooks off right where I am, I may have to move to the bag, retrieve the kit and then come back, which could be problematic. Hey, I, I, and I know this, my daily working life, I go through a metal detector about a dozen times. I'm not going to have a kit on my ankle. So that's out. Now, do I have one in my bag? Yes. Where's my bag? Well, it's either with me at my desk or in my car. The times I'm not in my car or around my bag, I'm going back and forth to work. So, yeah, there'll be times I won't be having, I don't carry my bag inside a store with me. Is what it is, man. I ain't say life is risk-free. I'm just saying that I know where it is. All right. That's it. We were just talking about tourniquets and we want to give somebody options, tell you where you can get it and how to build a med kit. And of course, again, go to blackbagresources.com. It shoots you on a message if you're confused about anything or even if you want help building the thing. That's why he does what he does. Yeah, and, and listening to this podcast is not a substitute for real training. Please take the actual course. If you think the- there's a lot more to it than what I ran down <laughs> in the couple of minutes we were recording. Yeah, dude. No. Go take a course. I think we need to host more. We'll do that in 2020. All right. We'll be back with training concepts. High point firearms are a hot topic in the firearms community. Loyal owners of their product are rabbit. And the easiest way to get comments on your YouTube videos, online articles, or social media is to talk about a high point. I've owned a High Point JCP 40 Smith & Wesson pistol for years. I believe High Point is the best new handgun value in its price range. High Point has sent me their 9mm carbines and they run like sewing machines with every ammunition I've tried in them. Well, except that bad batch of Russian steel case ammo that didn't work with any gun I put them in. High Point firearms are produced in America by people that give you a solid value for your money. Visit highpointfirearms.com. Tell them thank you for supporting the Second is for Everyone diversity shoot and the Second is for Everyone podcast. Hello. Welcome back. Episode 69. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you you connected was the only way that was working. So we know that for the future. But just another thought from the last segment. Um, (laughs) <laughs> not to be too much of a downer. The world is in fact a beautiful place. It is not without thorns. And sometimes you got to shoot a bad guy in the face to keep it that way. Fair. Okay. Works for me. <laughs> what were we on gun culture? Yeah. We, we've done gun culture, right? Yeah. And we were just on the shout outs right now. And, um, I want to give a shout out to all the groups that fight for our second amendment rights throughout the country. I think most people take them for granted until a situation happens like has happened with mass shootings, especially when they happen like they just recently did. And there's this huge push to snatch your rights away from you. That's when people start paying attention to these groups, but they do the work all year, every day. A lot of them down in in your capital, even in states that are gun friendly, 
you have no idea how much hustle they have going on to stop these people because there's a push with a lot of money behind it to take your rights away. So yeah, I'll give shout out to those groups like, <clears throat> and I'll start here at home in Jersey with me with CNJFO and the work they do with the ANJRPC and the work that they do on the state level. <laughs> um, I'll even go in and give a shout out to my boy Alexander Rubian and his NJ2AS because we all have the same overall goal of protecting Second Amendment rights um, and putting in the work. Then you go to Firearms Policy Coalition. You have um, SAF, Second Amendment Foundation. You have the NRA, even though it's not doing what I don't think it's living up to potential, neither do a lot of other people, but still you can't deny 150 year history or at least a 50 year history from the 1970s. So, um, so I'd like to give those a shout out. Look, find, check out your state because you have second amendment groups there that have an NRA affiliation or don't have an NRA affiliation. Donate to those groups because they keep the fight alive while you're busy living life. Also, we have uh, ha, Patch Winner. Uh, we did the draw for the patches, and of course, <laughs> yeah, right. And 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 of course, it's it's Mister Win Everything. Um, it's Brian Goldberg, winner of Yay. not one, not one, but two poker chips. And each of the did he win each of the last in the last two. He's, right? he's competed in two events so far this year, and he's double chipped both of them. Yeah. So winner, winner, chicken dinner, Brian. <laughs> you Brian really has won that. half of the available chips so far in the 2019 season. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <clears throat> and Brian, didn't he start like last year? He did. Yeah. So, I mean, the guy went from – very first time shooter doing the, the shooting competition to winning back to back. He has awesome. become a force to be reckoned with in this con competition. <laughs> he's, and is, he's, uh, he's the Michael Phelps. He's the Michael Phelps of this year's competition. Everybody, right. Anybody who does well has to be the Michael Phelps of whatever it is they're doing. Well, that's only because I have no other sports reference because I'm not a sports guy. And my other reference is way older than Phelps. <laughs> Jesse Owens. He's like the Jamaican bobsled team. <laughs> He's a Jesse Owens. Came in out of nowhere and is oh, dominating this competition. Okay. Now you're just being silly. <laughs> but, uh. Whatever. Cool Runnings was awesome. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Jamaican bobsled <laughs> I'm just thinking about all the people that were in that movie that you never saw again after that movie. Like, none of the Jamaican bobsled, at least if I can remember off the top of my head, appeared in anything ever after that. That's that's entirely untrue. Oh, okay. A lot so, of them went on to do other things after that. Uh -huh. I'm not saying that was ever a high point of their career, but... <laughs> blacklisted. You played the what and the what? That movie sucked. Uh, all right. Well, let me see. Shout outs. We did that. Brian Goldberg did that. Um, diversity shoots coming up this Thursday. Mm -hmm. Can't wait. Going to be fun. 
right now, stacking my guns up, getting ready to bring what I'm going to bring. So got some fun stuff coming down the pike. Um, and then, of course, Brian Goldberg's going to be there. And he said he's going to go through, he's going to spend some time in his gun safe picking out something cool. I sent word out to the Wong brothers. Okay, they're, not, <laughs> they're not really brothers. They just both have the last name Wong. Um, the Wong dynasty. Yeah, the Wong dynasty. Well, they're coming through. One is. We sent the signal to the Wu Tang clan. <laughs> so it's going to be great, man. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to have friends out, people buying tickets left and right. It's amazing when you create the Facebook group, actually, and post it up. People sign up. <clears throat> um, so that's what's happening. Um, I can go ahead and talk about how you guys can help us out. Oh, and. Guess who else is going to be there? Forge from Freedom has donated some shirts. What shirt do you say? Well, you get to pick. They nice. gave a dis- yep. They gave a discount code. I think it's worth like twenty dollars each. So we're going to do three of those drawings uh, for that discount code at the event. So you get to pick your shirt out. I think it's going to be worth twenty dollars a piece. Their shirts between twenty and twenty-five bucks. So they said they just wanted to help out. They make maybe, a, maybe we should describe that as a twenty dollar gift card to Forge Stem Freedom. Sure, twenty dollar gift card for Forge Freedom. That 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 works even better. <laughs> but <laughs> well, we were talking. I was talking to the owner Sam, and he was like, "Hey, I'd like to give some shirts away." And I'm like, "Well, hold on, because we don't know who'll win and what they dig, and what size they'll be. So let's give some kind of gift certificate or something that way people can pick their own stuff." And that worked out. He did that, no problem. So I can't wait for some people to win, and hopefully they roll up at the next diversity shoot with their cool Forge from Freedom shirt on. Yep. Or one of my shirts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of my shirts, if you want to purchase a 2A4E shirt, uh, 1022clothing.us would go all the way up to 6X. That's why I call it 1022 Clothing, because we're twice as big as 5'11". That will send you over to our T-shirt guy, BCG Wear, and you can purchase one of our shirts. Black and white shirts are actually our promotional shirts. We get something from those. And the gun control equals racism shirts, I get paid $0 on those. They do them at cost and send them to you so you and all your friends can roll into rallies wearing a shirt that has a message on it that starts a conversation. So 1022clothing.us to pick up a couple of our T-shirts. If you want to donate to... The GoFundMe, just type in the second is for everyone. It'll go right there, and you can donate to our GoFundMe as much or as little as you can afford. Uh, as much as you can afford. Yay. <laughs> what else? Oh, Patreon. Patreon.com. $20 and above members of Patreon during the month of August have a chance of winning a CZP10 when the Yankee Marshal of YouTube fame picks your name. So that's right. Be a $20 member already or become a $20 member in August, and you have a chance of getting yourself a really cool handgun. And hey, if you're one of those guys that go, hey, I'll pop in for this and pop out, you know, in September, I wouldn't do that if I were you. That's the only hint I'll give. <laughs> I wouldn't Just do that. Stick around for a little while. It'll be worth your time. There you go. Hint, hint, wink, wink. <laughs> so 
most people probably didn't even get that. I thought it was it's fine. fine. Move on. Moving right along. So that's the Patreon, patreon.com. You can get to all of these by going to diversityshoot.com and clicking on our links. It'll take you directly there, including the YouTube channel that has these podcasts available on it, just in case you want to listen at work and you can't do whatever. So anyway, that's what's going on. Shout outs to everybody. Thank you, Brian Goldberg, for one, volunteering at our events, and two, congratulations on winning four (laughs) Minuteman Challenge poker chips. Can't wait to see him perform in the Nacho Chip Championship. Sure, mess. <laughs> All right, man. You're I think a that complete was a total disaster. Oh, you know what you can do also? If you want to donate something to the diversity shoot, like some gear, you can go to blackbagresources.com, buy that gear, type 2A4E into the discount code or the coupon section or whatever you call it, and it will be delivered by Sean Fisher's hot little hand directly to the diversity shoot. How's that? Mm-hmm. Yes. And you won't yeah. pay shipping. There you go. Because I, right. I just deliver it. So you don't have to pay for a box or the post office to get involved. And guys, if here's a Second Amendment group I forgot to mention that I really like you guys to check out because they've helped us out. KnifeRights.org. Because that's a Second Amendment organization too. And actually, they're one of the more successful ones across the nation. They've been winning suits left and right, including kicking New York's butt. So that right, knifewrites.org, drop by, donate, and get in on their steel challenge, which is like, I think is up to six figure freaking knives. Excuse me, six figures worth of prizes and really expensive knives from custom knife makers that you can win just by being a member. Knifewrites.org. All right, that's it. Think that's all. That's it. Hey, Sean, get us out yes. of here out of show 69. I have had enough of this. Have you had enough? Because I've had enough. Should we do the thing? Do the thing. <gasps> Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Dork. <laughs>